All right, welcome to yet another recording with Kilted in Iowa. I am Lord Nathan, and I will be telling you a story today, a requested story, a story about a haunted place that I've been and the experience I have there. That's right. We go back to Scotland on the Isle of Benbecula to the Dark Island Hotel. All right, all right, let's get serious for a second. You know, I'm always excited to be talking about Scotland, and I love the fact that being kilted in Iowa doesn't just mean it's a Scottish thing, but it does kind of default to there for me, for certain. Now, I just said, you know, we're going to talk more about a haunted place and uh, my experiences there and, you know, uh, other people's experience that are sharing it with me. And this is a story I've told a few times, but not that many people have heard it and Mostly, you know, it just gets wrapped up in all the other cool things that we've done in Scotland, my wife and I. And, you know, I, this is a requested one. And again, I will do requests before I do anything I was planning to do. And I didn't mean to start so much with haunted spiritual activities and stuff. But, you know, if you want to hear it, but I've got them. So let's get to the Isle of Benbecula, out in the Outer Hebrides. And if you don't know where the Hebride Islands are, well, Scotland proper, to the north and west just off the coast, has many, many islands. And the furthest out are the Outer Hebrides, and the inner ones that actually touch or nearly touch the mainland are the Inner Hebrides. And an inner Hebride would be the Isle of Skye. That's the most popular one you're going to know. And the outer Hebride, the most popular one you're going to know, is the Isle of Lewis and Harris. And that is where our tour took us, was through the outer Hebrides and briefly back through the inner Hebrides. But... Mostly, it was to see the outer islands and the culture difference there between mainland Scotland. And it's a big difference, let me tell you. And, you know, it was our first trip over, and it was still, you couldn't get it clearer than that. So, the Isle of Benbecula is south of Lewis and Harris. It is just south of North Uist and just north of South Uist. Clever, isn't it, that they titled them that? So, here you are, Ben Becula. <clears throat> and it's called the Dark Island Hotel, right? And there's a lot of sightseeing you can do out on Ben Becula and the U.S. There's a lot of history out there. There's a history of Viking invasions, right? And the Scots reinvading. And then the two cultures finally getting along in. But there's also battles with the English and battles farther back in history with the French and the Germans, of course. 
And then you get back into a, a time when Rome never made it that far in Scotland. They never made it out there. So you see a place that's untouched by that type of civilization. And the roads are different. The roads serve purpose of a sailor and a sailor's family, not so much as to traverse the island, but to attach the small villages around the edges. So there aren't very many direct routes. Everything's roundabout for certain. Now, Benbecula itself is mostly pockets of water being trapped by bits of land. And so there is even more so a lot of driving in and around lots of curves and such. And there's a lot of history out there, like I was saying. There's a lot of a lot of really neat things that we were looking at. But this is not a, how was your tour of Scotland, Nathan? This was, tell me about something haunted and cool that happened. So here we go. The Dark Island Hotel. All right, you can look it up on YouTube. You can look it up. On Google, of course. Um, it's named after a song, actually. Uh, and it was actually built back in, like, 81. But there, it used to be, like, a restaurant. Or, I'm, I'm not know if I'm remembering that correctly, but I think it was just a restaurant. And then they built onto it. But that building, parts of that building are quite old. Like most things are. They just repurpose. You know, it's hard to get materials out there. It's expensive to build new anything out there. It costs a lot of money to get it shipped out. So, <clears throat> here we are on this island, Outer Hebrides, right? And we are looking at a long day of traveling on a bus, driving down from Stornoway on the Isle of Lewis and Harris. And we went down several miles of winding road, stopped and got out and looked at some beautiful sites, some churches, uh, you know, and we're all pretty tired after being on the bus for a good eight, nine hour. And we pull into this hotel. And the strangest things about this thing immediately come to when you see it, when you envision it, as the architecture does not scream Scottish right away. It's It looks very European, more so than it does Scottish. And you see that a lot out in the aisles, right? So here we are. And we're pulling up, and there's about 42 of us in this in this great big tour bus, right? And we get out, and we just cannot wait to get in and get showered, get cleaned up. And we're all queuing up for our, our room keys. And we are pointed in a general direction of, you know, where our room should be at, right? And the very first thing that hits you upon entering this hotel is that it's a very still place. The air is quiet inside. And it doesn't seem to be moving a whole lot, you know. And it's quite dark in there. The lighting is not superb. 
And the colors in each area are very specific just to that area. So like the greeting area had this evergreen everything. So like the countertop was pine and the wall behind them had a tree relief on it and it was very green and green and brown. And the carpet was dark green. It was like a dark hunter's green. And it, it was just, I don't know, it was a precursor. We didn't understand it right away, you know. But, like, that room was clearly the green room. Or the pine tree room or what have you. All right, so here we are. And we're all skipping. We're like, we're just like, let's get to our rooms. I, I, I need to get a good wash up. And, you know, and brush my teeth and whatnot. And, you know, just kind of, kind of stop rolling the wheels for a minute. And as we get into the first hallway, it went from that green room to a butter yellow room. No, it wasn't a room, it was the hallway. And the hallway and the carpet were butter yellow. But even more that freaked us out was all of the pictures and their frames had yellow flowers on them. The frames were yellow. Or they had, you know, like yellow sunshine in it, you know. But it was, it was the yellow hallway. And, you know, it had a series of doors on the left and a series of doors on the right. Okay, we're still walking through. We're like, so we went from the green room to the butter room. And then, here we go. You know, we go through the next set of halls. And it's, it's fucking pink. And I called it the Pepto-Bismol hallway because it made me sick a bit. <laughs> you know? I'm like, it's pink. And again, the carpet, pink with a lot of white in it. And the walls were pink. And the doors to the rooms were pink. And all the pictures and whatnot on the walls were pink and pink and white. And it was just fucking crazy. So I'm just like okay, this is really weird. And so we get to the third hallway as we're making our way around, and it's white, and it is stark white. Luckily, the carpet wasn't white, though. No, it was a, it was a strange, almost a, a, like, a, like a very light brown. I don't know. It was very weird. I, I remember looking at pictures thinking, what the fuck is that? So it's the white room, and this is where our room was. And we get to our room, and we're like, okay, this place is fucking weird. That's just all there is to it. It's just fucking weird. But whatever, you know, we're going to get kicked back here and relax a bit and maybe have a, have a whiskey, and then we'll have dinner, and then we'll power down, right? And so Susan puts the key into the lock, right? And she turns the door, and the door get, just pops wide open. And it actually pulled it right clean out of her hand. And we both kind of looked at each other. <laughs> I was like, okay. And she just looks at me. She goes, I, it was pulled out of my hand. And I said, I saw that. And I was like, all right, thank you, whoever, for opening the door for us. You know, and I was like suspect. I was looking up at the top of the door to see if there's a door assist or something. Fuck no. That's three fucking hinges and a doorknob and a lock and that was it. There was no door assist. There was no, you know, spring or anything. You know, nothing. 
nothing that would constitute the door being pulled out of her hand to open it for her. And I was like, well, that's kind of what I was thinking. All right, then. Looks like we're going to have company here, too. So let's go ahead and get our get our, you know, luggage down and get out our toothbrushes and, and whatnot. And we just made a good quick wash up. And, you know, as a standing outside the bathroom, as Susan was, uh, you know, touching up her makeup and whatnot and, and probably just, you know, brushing her hair a bit. And I, my right arm got warm. And I don't mean like the rest of the room got colder and my right arm stayed at the same temperature. My right arm got warmer than the rest of the room and the rest of my body. And I pointed it out to Susan and I, I said, hey, can you step over here and see if you feel this? And Susan steps over and she's like, I don't, I don't feel anything. And I was like, touch my arm. And as soon as she touched my arm, it stopped. And she's like, I don't I don't feel anything. Well, I'm like, it went away as soon as you almost touched my arm. And she's like, well, somebody was saying hello to you, weren't they? And I said, apparently they're saying, welcome, hello, sit down, take a spell, you know, ha, you know have some tea. <laughs> you know, and so here we are, you know, we're, we're trying to get freshened up, but I'm like, Whoa, this could be a this could be a rugged night here. This could be uh this could be trouble, hey. Well, we already knew we had to get up at three thirty in the morning because we had to be on the bus by four thirty. So we could catch the ferry as it leaves on the tide. You know, because if you miss that if you miss that tide out, you can't make it through some of these uh, byways, you know, at low tide or even at near low tide, and plus the rip currents apparently are brutal on the ferry, so it goes whether you're there or not at a specific time. So we knew it was going to be a short sleep night, and we're like, great. So now you know, here we are getting the door open for us, and someone's already caressing my arm, getting me all hot and bothered and whatnot. Apparently, so. It's going to be a long night, right? And I, I, I'm i a little off-put here, you know? I mean, we've seen a lot of cool things and and didn't experience a lot of energy or haunted places. You know, it it was it it was here that was the first time I really felt something uh, in a building out, out in the Hebrides. So... Off we go to dinner, right? We're all freshened up as much as we're going to get, right? And we go to dinner, and we were, we we're a bit early, uh, as we we're wont to be. So we hit the bar and, you know, got a whiskey and saw others of our travelers. And we we're like, what the fuck is with these hallways? And they're like, I know, this is crazy. I mean, did you see the pictures? I'm like, oh, hey, the fucking pictures right away. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, that's commitment to our fucking hallway theme. You know, you'd think, like, maybe just, like, a room would be that way, but the whole fucking hallway. And then the next hallway's fucking batshit crazy different, right? And so we're all chatting about how fucking crazy it is, and and everybody that we talked to seemed to be moderately uncomfortable there. And, it, again, I didn't feel threatened at all, but I began to feel like I was being watched. And it wasn't just... 
you know, because the locals are like, who are these fucking Americans, you know? And I was like, I'm, I feel like I was on stage and there was these bright lights shining on me and I had a crowd of 300 just watching my every move. So it started to become a little unnerving to me at this point. So here we go, having dinner, right? And, you know, they make the announcement again at dinner that we're going to be, the bus is cracking out at 4.30 in the morning. So, you know, set your times for a, for appropriate uh, leaving so no one's left and we don't make everybody miss the goddamn ferry because for fuck's sake, we're not, you know, we're going to be stuck here if not. So, you know, here we go. And, uh, you know, dinner was fantastic, actually. Uh, their food was amazing. It was another top-notch dinner after top-notch dinner that we were receiving on this trip, you know, and and that's to be commended because, you know, it, you can't. it's hard to cook for 42 different people. But uh, they, they were knocking it out of the park and everybody was saying so, and it was a beautiful thing, right? So here we go, full bellies and all, right? A little bit of whiskey in us. Feeling pretty good. Feeling a bit sleepy, actually. And Susan and I decided that, actually, we weren't feeling that sleepy yet. And we heard rumors about a local swimming pool that anybody could go swimming in. And we're like, fuck it, why not, right? So we inquired at the front desk and they said, oh, hey, well, it's just down the way a bit. And it's in a public building. And we were like, oh, okay. And they're like, yeah, it's like the backside of the high school. And I was like, the fuck, man? It's you, we're, we're going to the backside of the high school? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we send guests down there all the time. It's all right, it's all right. Just take your room key with you. It'll get you in. And we're like, well, uh, uh, all right, when does this close? And he's like, oh, you know, eight, eight o'clock, eight o'clock. You know, and here we are. It's like 6.45, almost 7, right? And I was, I looked at Susan, I was like, hey, let's just go. She's like, yeah, no, let's do it. We're out here. Let's just do it. I'm not ready to go back to that room yet. And I was like, I, me either. I'm not going to sleep. So, you know, let's be out and adventuring, right? So here we go out for, out for a walk, you know, and here we, <laughs> here, here it is almost 20 minutes away. So we're already getting to the point where we're going to get wet and then, you know, get kicked out. Because they've got shit to do. They've got families and stuff. So, but we get there and we see the school. And it's getting dark out, right? So we see the school. And we're like, uh, this feels really weird. But we pulled on the front doors and they were open. So we walked into the school. And the first thing we realized is everything's in Scots Gaelic. Everything. There wasn't a word of English on anything except for a sign. And later I come to find out that they teach Scots Gaelic only kindergarten through sixth grade. So he comes to junior high, right? He comes to middle school. That's when you start learning your English and you're expected to speak it daily. But up till that point, the primary language is Scots Gaelic. I fucking blew my mind. I think that's amazing. But nevertheless, on we go with the story, right? So here we go. So we're in this school, this high school, right? We're walking through the halls and it's the weirdest thing. I never felt more like a trespasser. You know, like like a like a broken entered, you know? Like holy shit, we shouldn't be in here. 
but whatever. So we finally make our way back to the signs. That's a pool, you know, because, you know, it's you can tell even if it's in Gaelic, it's all right. So I pull on a door and it's fucking locked. But all the lights are on in the pool room, but most of the lights in the hallway are dark. And I was like, what? we came all the way over here. And then, you know, Susan, being all sharp-eyed and all that, says, hey, look, there's another set of doors. And I'm like, all right, then. Let's give those a pull. And she's like, well, and I was like, ah, fuck it. We're here. Let's do it. So I walk over and I pull and they're locked too. So we kind of have a laugh about it. And then we're like, um, let's just get out of here, shall we? And she's like, yep, let's go. So there we are, quick stepping it out the front door and glad to see that it wasn't locked from the inside. So we're spending the night at the local school, you know, and, uh, you know, here, here we are walking back towards the hotel and, you know, we're getting close and. I say to Susan, I'm like, I don't want to go back in the room yet. And I said, not do I want to sit at the bar and get hammered because I don't want to try and wake up at 3.30 in the morning when I just went to bed at 2.30 and I'm just straight pissed drunk. And she she goes, I don't want to deal with you like that either, especially taking a bus and then a ferry and then a bus, you know? And I was like, yeah, right. So let's, uh, let's just uh, continue this walking path because there's a path that leads around the hotel out over these dunes and out to the to the ocean actually and she's like well that sounds romantic at least and I said you know sometimes I am and so off we go hand in hand and uh we we take a it's another good 20 minutes before we hit the breakers and you know we climb over these dunes but there we get to the top and there's like half of our Half of our party is sitting out there within a quarter-mile stretch of these dunes. And we're like, nobody wants to be in that fucking hotel. You know, so we start chatting people up and walking around, and it was beautiful. The clouds were really scudding by quickly, and the ocean waves make a sound out there that is the only sound except for a, a gentle wind at that point. You know, and this moon was backlight and everything, and it was just absolutely magical. And I kept thinking to myself, what would it feel like to be marooned out here? You know, let's say you got your tides wrong, and you grounded your ship, and the only way to survive was to get to here. I'm like, you know, sure, there's the stark terror of being stuck in the North Atlantic, but I mean... How beautiful of a sight is this? And so we stood there for a while, and most of the people were starting to filter back to the hotel. And, you know, we joined them. You know, we were straggling. We weren't the last, but we were pretty close. And we finally was like, all right, fuck it. We got to go to bed. We need to take a nap at least before we get to the ferry. And I was like, right, right, right. So here we go. So we get ready for bed and we climb in bed and the bed is hard as fucking hell. It was like sleeping on plywood, you know. And uh, I was like, all right, we just need a few hours of sleep. You know, I'm going to get up at 3.30 in the morning. You know, I set my alarm. I double checked it. It's on. It's good. You know, and I said to the room, I said, you know, if I could just sleep in peace, that would be absolutely amazing. And I, you know, Susan and I both closed our eyes and took a couple of deep breaths and we were out cold. And I had the craziest fucking dream. 
<laughs> I had the kind of dream that you remember forever. So it was Susan and I were walking back out on the ocean, right? And we we're talking about flying. And we we're talking about how cool it would be able to be just, you know, to open your arms and fly from island to island, you know, whenever you wanted. And, you know, she's like, so we should just do that, right? And I was like, you know, maybe not in the dark because we could wander out to the sea and be out there for days and weeks. And she's like, oh, where's your sense of adventure? And I was like, you know, I don't like to drown, you know, so much. And I don't know how long I can fly. Not that I can actually fly, you know, mind you. But I mean, in my dream, I was just like, this is fucking crazy. And I was like, let's just go and lay down in the dunes for a while and rest up before we have our adventure. And she says, well, that sounds a fine idea. So here we are and we're climbing this dune and we get to the other side. We get to the leeward side of it. So, you know, the wind's not blowing on our faces and whatnot and... And I, I, I close my eyes. In my dream, I fall asleep. And about that moment, I felt someone grab both of my feet and they grabbed them hard. And I sat bolt upright in my bed in the exact second after I sat up. My alarm went off at 3.30. And I shit you know. I got up and I said, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. And good, great beasties, you fucker. I mean, thanks for waking me up and all, but God damn. You know, and the crazy thing was, you know, I don't know if it was in my dream or if someone actually grabbed my feet. But I swear to you, I could feel hands on my feet the rest of the morning. I could feel someone holding them. It was that stuck in my head now i don't remember dreaming having someone grab my feet in my dream when i was sleeping on the dunes with susan but i'll tell you what i sort of felt like it when i sat bolt upright but again i didn't see anything out of the ordinary but i felt it i felt it and i felt it touch me and i never got so dressed quickly in my life. And Susan was right there with me. She felt something in the room. And she was done. She was like, that's it. We're going to be out. Blah, 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 blah. I think we got out in the door in 15 minutes. Right? We were the first ones standing in front of the bus. Queuing up, right? Got our luggage right where it's supposed to be. And then we fucking, you know, we're fucking manning in for the bus. And the bus driver comes out like 10 minutes later. He's like, what are you, what are you waiting for? And I said, we're, we're done. <laughs> we're ready to go. Put me on the bus, man. <laughs> so he checked off our names and we got on the bus. And I tell you what, I couldn't sleep. I thought I would certainly sleep to the ferry. It was a 45-minute drive. Fuck you. I could not get the feeling of someone hanging onto my feet out. So, you know, not terrifying. Unless it's happening to you a bit. And certainly not the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. But you know, I've read stories about the Dark Island Hotel. And that's not one I've ever heard. So, you can take that.
And I'll tell you this right now. I I appreciate you guys listening to these. And I know it's not a lot of shenanigans or a lot of fun and stuff. But it's important to, to a bunch of my friends. And so I just wanted to leave you with... I love all of you, you know? And... We're all in this together. So take a deep breath. And think it through. And for God's sakes, keep your stick on the ice. Ha 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 